The Ringer's music critic Rob Harvilla curates and explores 60 iconic songs from the 90s that define the decade. Rob is joined by a variety of guests to break it all down as they turn back the clock. Check out 60 songs that explain the 90s exclusively on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. It's a tradition unlike any other in that I don't have any other holiday traditions, but this one, which is to make a Jam Session (laughs) gift guide. That's so nice. I'm honored that this has become part of your holiday tradition. Yeah, I mean, I don't have many other ones. Not really a big Hanukkah family. I've only celebrated Christmas once, but I love talking about presents. So, and things that I want and would love to give. So, you know, great stuff. Um, all right. So we're going to, you know, recommend some things that we think you should give some things that we might want. Should anyone in our our close circles be listening? Um, and who knows where we'll go on this journey. I feel like every time we do this, you say something that I'm like, Oh, we should recommend this. We should recommend that. So, um, that's, what's fun about it. We should also note, as you noted last week, we're, we're doing this now. We're aware that it is early November, but, um, perhaps you've read an article or two about the supply chain yeah, or perhaps seriously. someone in your life for your, your mother say has texted you urgently being like, I must send your Christmas gift in the next week. That is what my mom did. I had no idea what to tell her. She's not going to listen to this podcast. So we're not solving any of my problems here, but maybe we can solve some of yours. Um, in addition, Hanukkah is very early this year. It starts on November 28th. Oh, wow. So it's not that early for Hanukkah if you're that's Jewish true. or you just celebrate Hanukkah. So, you know, that's right after Thanksgiving and you're not going to have time to like go on Black Friday or whatever. So just get right. into it now. There we go. So, like, great. Should we get started? Let's do it. Um, Where would you like to begin? I think you should go first. Okay. I am going to start with a cookbook, which I think is a really... It's like a classic. I feel like I recommend one every year, but I'm always delighted to get one. Things that like maybe you don't buy for yourself. Anyway, my cookbook is To Asia With Love um, by Mm. Hetty McKinnon, which actually came out last year. And I think it was very popular, but I came to it 
later this year. And Hetty McKinnon is a recipe developer. Um, I believe she um, lived in Australia for a long time and then moved to Brooklyn and contributes, you know, to many of your favorite recipe places, including the New York Times. I really recommend all her New York Times cooking recipes if you subscribe to that. But this cookbook is fantastic. It's based on her like Chinese mother's home cooking and everything is vegetarian and everything is like kind of like weeknight New York kitchen. You're just one person. Sure. You're trying to cook cooking. Um, But the recipes are like simple and easy to follow and always more than the sum of their parts. Like I really can't say enough about it. I'm a huge fan. So to Asia with love. Hedy what's McKinnon. like what's like the recipe that in the book that you've made the most that you're like, I just really recommend this? Yeah. So there's like I'm a, asking for myself, to be honest. It's <laughs> like a, a potato and chive omelet, essentially. Mm, yeah. And so you just cut up a few potatoes and obviously chives and the egg. And I mean, like, and it's one of those things where you have all those ingredients, probably you could, or you know, you can get them easily. You cook with them. And you think it's just going to be like very boring and it's delightful. It's like mm. the best combination of potato, chive and egg that I've ever had. So, and, and, and it, they really do They like take 20 minutes. You know, if you want to do two recipes from the cookbook in one night, you can. So, um, delicious stuff and vegetarian. Okay. okay. Oh, vegetarian. Interesting. Yeah. All vegetarian. Huh. Okay, cool. Um, this doesn't really need a lot of plugging and also might seem a little fake, but the cookbook that I really like am just jonesing to get, and I don't know why I haven't asked, is David Chang's new cookbook about the about like using your microwave. Which oh, he yeah. wrote. <laughs> he, he wrote it with Priya Krishna, um, who you can hear both of them on Recipe Club. It's called Cooking at Home or How I Learned to Stop Worrying About Recipes and Love My Microwave. If you follow Dave on Instagram, you know that he's really into his microwave. And I like don't particularly like cooking and also have a lot of disdain for microwaves. So I like really want this book because I, I feel like it will help me let's embrace my home, my home kitchen with some really good ideas. And I think this book looks awesome. And I, I think like for anyone who's looking for like some entree into no pun intended, um, home cooking, it seems like the perfect, like the perfect gift. I was thinking about this book the other day because I have a microwave. I don't use it for cooking, but the things I do use it for, even just like reheating my food, I'm like terrible at using it. And I sit there every single time and I'm like, these leftovers are cold. This bowl is so hot that I can't touch it. Like what's wrong with me? Why can't I figure out how to use this magical technology that like yields so much to the world? So I also would love to have this book just so I can learn about my microwave. I think it looks great. A couple of years ago, um, uh, David Chang and Rachel Kong wrote this book called All About Eggs. It's just like a really like great informational book about eggs, but also a lot of recipes. So I, I, I bet it will be somewhat similar um, in terms of like this approach. And I, I'm just very excited about it. So anyway, it's called Cooking at Home by David Chang and Priya Krishna. So I swear they didn't tell me to say this, but I, I just <laughs> thought it looked really good. <laughs> so there you go. All right, next. Should we do some more books? Should we do books at the beginning or the end? I like I don't know. I always feel like at the end. Okay. It's like, Just you know, it's like what people expect from us, you know? Sure. So like let's make them wait. Okay. All, All right. right. Let's keep going then. Can I can I go next? Yes, please. This is really random, but I um just became obsessed with making my apartment nicer. Like I spent so much time here 
I think I was kind of ambivalent about it for the, in the beginning. Like, how much time will I be spending here? Is this like a place I should try to make nice? And I, I only finally, I'm like, yes, I should make this look nice. So, I um became obsessed with Nordic lighting, which is like all over Etsy. Like, just a lot of sort of bright colors and bright woods together. And I, I like love that aesthetic. And this is not, a, uh, this is not about lighting, but as a result, I found this Etsy shop that I literally want to buy everything on. It's called cozy and chill. It's cozy and chill <laughs> official. It's okay. I'm glad it's, it's official. In, it's based in Toronto and like everything is just so cute. And there's such a wide variety of things. So like things that are, are really practical, like, you know, um, a bowl that you might need for your counter or like, like really unique vases or like, I mean, I feel like those are all decorative, but they also have like candle holders and just like pillows, but everything's just so cute and simple, but it's really like elegant. And I don't know, I'm just obsessed with everything on the store. I was going through it and they have like 260 items. And I literally one night went through every single one. <laughs> and I was just like, I would consider buying all of this. And I, I've heard that Etsy is like, you know, you can just lose yourself because there's so much. I think because I haven't had a wedding, I'm not married. I never really like fell into the Etsy zone because I think that's many women's place of entry. But for me, I've started looking at lighting, which led me to cozy and chill official. And I just like fucking love everything on it. I have two things to say. One, I can confirm that this is a passion of Juliet's to the point that I occasionally do get lovely Nordic lighting recommendations from Juliet <laughs> unsolicited, just being like, I think this is a great light fixture for you. And you know what? It is. And I haven't <laughs> bought any of them yet, but I have them in a little file. So this really is a passion of Juliet's. And she spent a lot of time on the internet kind of trawling <laughs> and finding the best of the best. I also have a gift recommendation that could fall under the category of Nordic lighting, even oh. though we didn't plan this. this so can is great. I, this is, this is from the category of things I want. Like if okay. anyone, like not you, Juliet, but if my mom somehow finds this podcast, mom, here's what you should buy me. Uh, so are you familiar with the, like the Danish design, like store maker, Hey, like H-A-Y. No. Um, no. So they are, make a lot of things and all of them are very beautiful. And they, you know, I think in the last couple of years have started their like own like US version of the e-commerce mm-hmm. store. So it's not that hard to buy their things, but they have a like a portable, like chargeable light oh, that looks cool. so something if you're like going camping or if you're going outside or if you're like entertaining outside, which people like may still be to some extent. Um, as we kind of navigate our way out of the pandemic, but you don't have to have an electricity source, you know, or, and you don't have to figure cool. out like candles or like weird things, which is a big issue in my house. Um, we won't talk about the solar Christmas lights incident of 2020. Let's just say that didn't oh work my out God. for me. I would say Ikea <laughs> tries really hard to make solar Christmas lights the thing. And it's just like, no, it's not they, happening. I have to tell you the ones that I ordered for two days, it was like miraculous. And my neighbor's kids were so impressed and they're just like, oh my gosh, look at these solar Christmas lights. And then they never charged again. And we didn't have any more Christmas lights, but that's okay. <laughs> but this is apparently, I think it's USB chargeable. Um, and they come in. So it's the Hey Portable Lamp. It's actually, I my link is at the MoMA store, which, you know, who doesn't mm, love a MoMA design store? Of course, store? yeah. But I I, I'm sure you can also from there. buy them at Hey. And this isn't like the only version of this type of portable light, but like a sort of a designy functional way to, 
see people outside and or have light outside, which would be great for me and would be maybe great for you as well. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that. I think the um, USB rechargeable lamp is is like becoming a thing um, because I actually keep seeing the same green one multiple times, which is really funny. Like it's sold at the like houseware store on my corner. But then I also went to this really cool um, design store called Click, which they have basically in New York and California. Are you familiar with Click? I don't think so. Am I? Um, I don't know. It's 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 a really cool store. I went to the one in Soho recently, but they also make this table lamp that is like just sort of part of this Nordic design as well. I think it's by this company called Zaffirano, and it comes in a lot of different colors. Um, and you can get like it's re- it's a rechargeable lamp that is like also small, and it like lasts for like nine hours before it needs to be recharged again. Yeah. So pretty great. Rechargeable lamps. We're just moving into the future. It's Who it's knew? very exciting. Yeah, seriously. Um, all right, you go next. Okay. So this is under the category of gifts I received and absolutely loved and never would have bought for myself. Okay. And so I I have a specific recommendation and also broad category. Broad category is fancy pajamas. Mm. Pajamas that are like a slightly more expensive than the person would feel, you know, responsible purchasing for themselves. I'm not saying go crazy. Please don't spend your retirement on pajamas, but you know, like something that feels like a treat, something that's a set, something that's not just like a really old t-shirt full of holes, you know, which is kind of what I gravitate towards when I'm not given pajamas. So the specific pajamas I was given are by a company called cool K U L E. And they're known for their striped shirts, which I also really recommend if you're looking for a striped shirt. They've got a lot of them in a lot of different colors. Can't go wrong with the navy and cream, in my opinion. But they make a, let's see, they're the white PJ set. And it's just, it comes together. It's the softest material. It's incredibly flattering also. And it's kind of when I wear them, I feel the closest I'll ever feel to that iconic photograph of Faye Dunaway holding her Oscar by the (laughs) pool the night after the Oscars. You know the photograph that I'm talking about? No, I do not. I Great photo. And I, she might be wearing a robe. She's not even like necessarily wearing pajamas, but she's wearing loungewear and she's by the pool and she just looks like incredibly glamorous. And I feel like glamorous, but comfortable in these PJs. Interesting. I'm looking at the cool website. I've never yeah. heard of this before. Does okay. that make me uncool? Huh. No, though you've definitely seen me in their t-shirts more days than not in our gotcha. life together. Like okay. I, I would say Noted. like a 90%, not 90%, but 70% of my uh, striped shirts, which as you know, is like 70% of my wardrobe it are, are cool shirts. Because a lot of this reminds me of the Claire V aesthetic, but yes. like it's very close. Clothes. Yeah. I, I like it. It's like prints with stripes, like, yes. like prints with a stripe. Um, anyway, cool. I, I like it. These PDs are great. I mean, obviously there are many other places to get, PJs, like Eberjay is a place that a lot of people like and kind of has a similar aesthetic to what's going here. My my camp friends, Katie and Becky, once gave me um, monogrammed Eberjay yeah. pajamas and I love them. So yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a great gift. It's nice. And I maybe maybe you all do just like buy lovely matching PJ sets for yourself. I don't. I'm like, I need to spend my my money and my time elsewhere. And it does feel like a real treat. I'm a, I sleep in sweats, Nike, okay. Nike sweats and sweatshirts. And, right. I mean, those and, are cozy too. And that has its own, yeah, it's its own you know, thing. it's also indoor to outdoor if you want it to be, which is sure. very nice. Sure. But sure. This is sure. just indoor. 
This all looks great. Yeah. Love it. All right. I'm into this brand. I'm going to have to investigate. Yeah. Um, this is something that I bought for myself that is like mm-hmm. a- along the same lines. Are you familiar with the great, the clothing company? I actually have a pair of great pajamas. Well, here we go. What a segue. (laughs) What a segue. I love great t-shirts. They are just like, um, they're like amazing quality. They're pretty straightforward. There's a lot of classic styles. And I think that as we, we'll come back to this, this conversation, but as we all move forward, re-entering the world, I have never found dressing to be more difficult and more daunting. Like Mm -hmm. every day I really think about it. And it's funny because it's like, I never really thought that much before and my style and my clothes haven't changed that much, but like, you know, we're just, we're out of practice. And so make your life or make, you know, the, your loved one's lives a little bit easier by helping them get some great basics and they're expensive. They're overpriced t-shirts. I'm willing, to, I'm willing to tell you that, but it just makes getting dressed a little bit better. And you only need a few of them instead of needing, instead of needing like 15 shitty t-shirts from H and M, just get like three really great ones that will last through the laundry. And I don't know. I, I love the great, I would, I found it in a store on Cape Cod and then I bought more online. Cause I was just like so obsessed with it. So I really recommend checking out their t-shirts. There's also nothing harder to find than a good white t-shirt, which doesn't make sense because it's all so the, true. It's, I mean, there are thousands of them out in the world, right? But everybody yeah. has like a different, you want a different weight. You want a different cut. You want a different fit. They age the different you know, different ways. So it's good. It's, I I think it's worth investing. Absolutely. Especially if someone else is doing the investing for you as a gift. That's the thing. That's a really nice thing about giving this as a gift. It's something that you're like, I don't know, maybe it's a little too much for me to splurge on, but you can splurge on it for somebody else. Yeah. And also something that, you know, someone in your life would really appreciate and love, but they wouldn't feel comfortable buying it on their own. Yes. Check it out. The great, it's a little hard to Google, but not really. you'll get there, but it is a little hard. I know what you're talking about. Should we move on to subscriptions? One of our favorite gift categories. Yes. Yes. First. So I have recommended subscriptions in the past this year. I'm recommending a subscription I received called the cheese of the month club. And I think it really is what happens when you Google cheese of the month club.com. Um, but my father-in-law gave this to, I think this was an anniversary gift to me and my husband. I think this was not just to me, even though my father-in-law is like really loves to give a subscription gift and is very generous about giving it to me. And this is just what it says on the box. Like three cheeses show up every month with a That's lovely amazing. cheese newsletter reminiscent of the Trader Joe's publication, which like there's nothing I like more than reading. I love reading the back of the menu at a restaurant, you know? Sure. I love reading like a Trader Joe's newsletter or some sort of like, what's that called? The flyer, the Trader Joe's yeah, flyer, some sort of like a folksy marketing newsletter. But it's like as long as we all know that we're be mar- being marketed to, I super don't mind it. All tell good, me, yeah. tell me your weird stuff. And so I remember one of the cheeses that I was sent had a purple rind, and that's mm. because the 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 purple was from like the wine where the cheese was aged for a certain amount of time. But the reason it was aged in wine is because the monks who made it at some point needed to hide the cheese. So they hid it in the wine or something. I don't really know. These are the type of like half remembered anecdotes that you can get from the cheese of the month club, along with great cheese that just shows up at your house. That sounds delicious. (laughs) It was wonderful. My friend Steph once gave me a, a cheese subscription from Zingerman's, which is based in Ann Arbor, and I loved it. It's like it's just it's just great having yeah. like something that's like one of your favorite foods just arrive on a regular schedule, and you can look forward to it 
while uh, not having to think about it is just great. Yes. That's exactly exactly what you're supposed to be doing. So. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. I want to cheat. I want to recommend two subscriptions. So okay. If you have another one you'd like to throw in, please I'll do. I'll do one asterisk after you. Okay. Um, my This is like my, like, I would say this is not my top recommendation, but I do think it's a, a good one. Um, as I said, dressing has never been harder. Feel, I think many people feel this way. I also have many friends who seem to have great success with clothing rental companies, like a rent the runway where you just like return stuff. And, um, I want to recommend stitch fix. They have a gift option. They send you a, bu- I did it like way back when, when it first launched, but they send you a bunch of options in the mail. You can keep some, or you can send it back. You get to check, test it out. It's great. It's like also stuff. Maybe you wouldn't necessarily try if you were just, you know, browsing online and, I don't know. I just think it's a great idea. I'm almost like, should I do it for myself? That's, that's what happens yeah. to me on this podcast. Everything I suggest. I'm like, hmm, should I do that? I know. Now I'm thinking about it too. I'm primarily familiar with Stitch Fix from my beloved Katie Serino, the influencer who I have mentioned many times on this podcast and who founded Megabate, but who also does like a lot of size body inclusivity stuff. And so through Katie, I also know that Stitch Fix has like a range of sizes. It's a range of body types. It's not just you know, like rent the runway here is actually rent the runway is getting a lot better on sizes, but yeah, that it helps solve that problem, which is like one of the many issues that comes with trying things on at home. I mean, like I, I, I can't return any more clothes at this point because I ordered the wrong size. And I'm, like, I'm done shopping online to be honest outside. Like I, I, I need to like first see it in the store yeah. and then find it, like seek it out, like get more of the same thing or whatever. I, I agree with you. Also, I think sizes have changed. I just want to throw that out there. Of course. Like, I, I don't know like what size I am anymore. Like I think that it's like totally every brand is just different. And there's like no standard. And even if you're doing the measuring, which I've started doing, it just like, it, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't Completely. work out. The, the flip side to shopping, being done with shopping online, which I am increasingly getting frustrated with is that I told you, Juliet, that I recently tried to go shopping at a mall. I went to Ben Affleck's favorite mall, everybody, Westfield Century City, walked by the Tiffany's, thought of all of you. He was not there. I looked. Damn. And I, like, I was going to a screening at the movie theater there. Had a little time. So I was like, cool, I'll go into some stores. And there's just nothing in the stores at the mall. They just don't have... They don't have clothes out. It's so much smaller. So I don't know. This is all a, another way of saying that shopping's really hard and Stitch Fix is a great idea, Juliet. Thanks. Yeah. Here's my 1A subscription, though. Okay. It's called Quill and Q. It's okay. a subscription card service that will send you uh, note cards, one a month, to send to anyone in your life. And if you don't know what to write, it comes with a prompt. So it'll help you like get your creative juices flowing. And uh, as I've said probably too many times. I love sending cards of all kinds for no reason, all reasons, some reasons, thank you cards, birthday cards. She really does. And they're really <laughs> lovely. And I have like, I mean, I'm literally at my desk. I just have like all of your, you know, your cards saved in a very special place. They, I'm That's like really always nice. very moved by them. That's really nice. And I just think sending a card for no reason is one of the best cards you can send. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, that's sort of what's behind this idea of, of Quill and Q. So it's Q-U-I-L, like a L- Q-U-I-L-L and Q, like the, like here's what to write about. So check it out and you can do subscriptions. You can do one-offs also comes with a stamp. So you don't even have to go get a stamp yourself. So, wow. I know it's just a great idea. It's nice. It's really sweet. I I just like love stationary. I think that's a good present too. Just nice stationary. That's true. 
Yeah, I never have anything to write on now. And I'm always using like right right now I'm holding a pen that was gifted to me by the film company A24. Mm. Um, you know, in like promotion of their award season or whatever. Thank you, A24, for this pen that I fidget with while I podcast. But it's like, this is all I have, right? You know, and then whatever things I write notes on are like leftover, like garbage receipts or whatever, because I don't have any stationery. So that is a good idea. It really, it is. I mean, I, I've, um, I send stationery as gifts pretty often. I would say actually monogram stationery is my go-to gift for babies that are new to the world. That's cute. Minted has great options. Just so many of them. I actually, once I received a thank you card from my friend, like from, like from her baby or whatever, like monogrammed. And I thought it was just so cute and like so classy. And so ever since I've started um, gifting that to people. So that's very cute. That's a good idea. My 1A subscription is also for children. And the reason Mm. it's 1A is because I recommended it last year. But this is far and away the best gift I've ever gotten given. It's a subscription to the Picture Book Club, picturebookclub.com. And um, this the woman who runs it just does a lovely job of curating picture books. You can pick a theme. You, you know, you send something every week. And it's not just like the obvious books. I, like the presentation is really beautiful. The selections are really thoughtful. But the reason I'm recommending it again is because I did not give the children, specifically my godson, I did not give him the Picture Book Club subscription last year after having given it to him. I tried to get cute and I gave him and his sister like a little kid's record player and I bought them some records that I thought they would like, you know, and I was like, oh, you know, maybe they'll like the physical nature of like, you know, like putting on music and like having their own music or whatever, like whatever. And you could put stickers on the record player. I don't know. I was trying to be cool. Anyway, no <laughs> dice. They were, they were just like, where are our books? Like, where could we books? please have our books back? So I think I'm just going <laughs> to give them their books again, but that's how memorable this gift was. And I really like this company. So the picture book club. That's awesome. You know, I've heard literati kids is really great too. Yeah. Literati is a growing like book club, but my friend, um, son gets the monthly literati books. You get five and then you can keep the ones that you want returns, return the other. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So I've heard those are cool too. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that like, I, I do think that for kids, books are still one of the go-to gifts before, yeah. the, before their minds get poisoned by phones. No, it's a re- really reassuring that they didn't care about my other gift because they just wanted books. But you know, um, now I just have to figure out cool books to get them. Well, that's great. You know, you just, just need these services and it takes, does all the work for you. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by eBay authenticity guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, Shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello 
help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, next. I think it's your turn, or is it mine? Mm, I have one ready to go. It's pretty all quick. Right. Great. It, it's it's a 2020-2021 themed gift, which is really fancy hand soap. Mm. But I'd like to recommend a specific fancy hand soap that is okay. also a ridiculous Instagram follow. The two-for-one deal here. All right, Juliet, have I told you about Flamingo Estate? No. Okay. I don't really know how to fully explain Flamingo Estate. It's essentially... It's a it's a physical place in that is a it's a home and garden in Los Angeles um, that a kind of a creative executive bought and restored and then started like a business out of you know the garden sort of with a lot of branding and so the soap that I'm recommending which is actually just like a really great soap um, it's just their hand soap you can buy it it has it smells nice. I forget what's in it. And like Tulsi something. Anyway, mm. it's it's sort of like an ESIP, but you know, if you're tired of ESIP, there's, you know, it's something different. And, you know, he sells shampoo and conditioner as well. There are some candles. Ew. They started like a rosé at some point. You know, it's like sort of a, a, a garden business and sort of a marketing thing. The other function that Flamingo Estate serves is basically to be a backdrop for like every photo shoot that has been done in Los Angeles in the last year. Like oh Michael God. Robbie was photographed there. Like the Times, like Vogue, you name British Vogue, you name it. They're like all being photographed at Flamingo Estate, which I just think is sort of funny. Um, but the Instagram account, which to be clear, is pure marketing, but fascinating. It's just like beautiful. What do they do? Well, it's like sort of creating this like idea of Flamingo Estate as like a lifestyle concept, even though as I understand it, it's just kind of like a house where this person lives when he's not traveling. Um, And sometimes it's really personal updates from the founder who I find pretty charming, even though he like lives a ridiculous life and talks about like how he bonded with David Hockney at a party, but in an endearing way. So that's sort of funny. And then he's like, I told him, you know, about my Hockney screens and all this stuff. It's just like a very rich person uh, talking about their high-flying life. And then sort of beautiful sun-dappled pictures of the garden. I don't totally understand everything that's going on, but I'm intrigued by it. And also 
this soap is like, you know, it, it's a fancy hand soap, but it smells really nice. It's a nice treat mm-hmm. and it's not mm-hmm. the most expensive thing on this list. So that's my recommendation. Okay. Great. I'm going to check out the Instagram. <laughs> sounds like it could be right up there with the Keith McNally Instagram that it's we talked quite about last week. Yeah. yeah, that sounds great. Um, have I ever talked to you about my love of Dermalogica products? Yes, because I remember the first Dermalogical facial you went to like two to three years ago, yeah. maybe more. It was a while ago. And you were just like, this was really life-changing. It really was. I, I've probably recommended it before too, but the Dermalogica face products remain... A, a plus, just all of the like, just daily cleansers are so incredible. And the microfoliant, it's just that's, as you're talking, that's like, for me, that's the, that's like the most decadent thing. Um, okay. I wouldn't be me if I wasn't recommending, um, a Potter a ceramicist that I really love. So who's true. Where, who's where is, I think you should check out. So this summer I spent a lot of time on Cape Cod as documented on my Instagram per Amanda last week, which Beautiful by the way, sunsets. By the way, I got so many followers. So thank you, Amanda. Oh, did you? (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. So many people want to know about your sunsets and your like very specific 2001 pop culture. That's great. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, When I saw this discarded packaging of the Royal Tenenbaums Criterion Collection. Oh, that was good content. on On the street. I thought of you. I was okay. like, oh, Amanda's going to rib me for this one. But I had to. I love that movie. No, it was... I liked it. I right, recently thanks. rewatched Royal Tenenbaums for a Wes Anderson podcast. So fucking good. Just Great movie. Incredible love movie. Mm-hmm. I, that house is my dream home. It's really beautiful. It's just incredible. Also, yeah. it's like the best performance Gwyneth Paltrow has ever given. She is so good in that movie. And I mean, everyone is so good. Possibly her best performance in a movie itself. The performance of Gwyneth Paltrow and sure. Gwyneth Paltrow is, is also really up there for me, but that's true. Yes. I mean, the I, I look forward to the goop gift guide. I can't even imagine oh, what, yeah. what, what awaits. Anyway, spent a lot of time in Cape Cod as documented on my Instagram with all the sunsets. And when I was there, there's a, there's a really big art and pottery scene on Cape Cod in general, which is really cool. If you're ever in the outer Cape, check out the left bank gallery. It's in both Wall Fleet and Orleans. They have beautiful home goods. I got a really cool tide clock there that like, I just tells me when the tides are like, I look at it and it's just a clock, but specifically for tides. It's awesome. Anyway, the art scene there is really cool. And my favorite local Cape Cod artist is named Isabel Souza. And her website is isabelsouzastudio.com. She makes really, really cool mugs that my mother considers to be the perfect size for drinking coffee. And I just, I like absolutely love them. A lot of her designs are inspired by Portuguese tile, which I also happen to love. And then she also makes jewelry. She makes like this, this beautiful ceramic earrings. Um, and I just can't recommend her stuff enough. Like it's just, it's, feels handmade without being too delicate. It's like really timeless because it's these like a lot of primary colors and sort of like very familiar shapes. And I just think her stuff is like so beautiful and classy. She's a young potter from Cape Cod. And I just could not recommend her. I have a, a rainbow mug that I freaking love. I'll post it um, that I bought at one of her pop-ups over the summer and check it out. Isabelsouzastudio.com. You getting into the Cape Cod pottery scene. <laughs> That's a, that's a holiday gift for me. That's amazing. And, but like, it's a gift for you too. I don't mean that. And like, that's I'm really way. into it. I, I like just... stop on the side of the road. There's Amanda, there's so much of it too. Like it's amazing. It, it's like 
we should all have goals. But what's really inspiring to me is that you just go live them. And you're like, (laughs) well, now I need to know everything about the Cape Cod pottery scene. And I do. And like, is that straight out of a Nancy Myers movie? Yes. Do I support (laughs) you? Yes. Are you wearing a cream turtleneck just like Diane Keaton and something's got to give right now? Yes, you are, Juliet. And I celebrate you. It's really exciting. Thank so that you sounds so like much. a great recommendation. Thank you so much. I have to say, in addition to seeking out like the original pottery, I also have become obsessed with pottery finds at consignment stores. Okay. It's like this basi- is amazing. Basically, my favorite thing to buy. I I actually like this is sort of like my secret life as like a consignment store shopper on okay. Cape Cod, and I like lose my mind. It's it's just, that's a whole other. Holy that topic. really sounds amazing. I like, I'm, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm just like, I'm so glad that you're thriving. That's really great. <laughs> Thank you so much. I I can't recommend Isabel Souza pottery enough. Okay. Like I just, I just love it. So check it out. Isabelsouzastudio.com. I don't really know how to follow that to be quite honest, <laughs> ex- except to say that under the category of living your dreams or just embracing who you are, my next recommendation is a thing that I bought for myself. Uh, last summer, last, last holidays. And also for our friend Phoebe. And I, this is about finding joy in small ways. And this is for the, this is for the the people who observe Christmas or the holidays, you know, and kind of do some decorations. So apologies if that's not you, but um, on Amazon, they sell Christmas sweaters for wine bottles. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) They sell, they're just like, little Christmas sweaters that can go on your wine bottle. Or if you like have a little bit of a bar visible, a bar cart, they can go on your bar cart. I, they do also sell uh, little Santa hats to go on the top of the wine bottle. Oh my God. The Christmas sweaters. And I ordered these for myself. I ordered them for our Christmas obsessed friend. This was when my husband like came to me and was like, you've gone around the bend and like, we might need to art. Like, is everything Okay. And also, do we really have to display these? And the answer is yes, we do. Nothing has brought me more joy. I think that there's meant to be used if you're like giving a bottle of wine as a gift, which I think people do at the holiday season. Like you go to a party or something and you're like, hello, here's your bottle of wine. And then it has like a Christmas sweater on it. But no, full decor for me. I like have the whole mise-en-scene with the multiple sweaters. There's like a Santa sweater, a reindeer sweater, you know, a traditional Christmas sweater. Oh, and there are, in addition to the Santa hats, there are antlers that you can put on the head oh, of wow. one of the bottles as well. Just so you know, I just Google Christmas wine bottle sweater on Amazon. It's like $8. I, the, you know, it's not like handcrafted, but it brought me a lot of joy. That sounds really good. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's it's absurd, but I just, I'm tickled by them every time. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> I love it. I really do. Um, all right. At long last, should we do some book recs? Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, why don't you go first? We'll go back and forth. Just, you know. Okay. No set so number. Whatever you're you gonna, I feel like you're going to recommend serious books and that's good because literature well, is important. Not always. Well, I... The list that I'm sharing with all of you is the list that I purchased at my most recent trip to the bookstore, which I felt was a personal triumph. And it was a personal triumph in the putting a Christmas sweater on a wine bottle sort of way. I'm just really adding myself at the end here. But I, I went fully for, you know, mysteries and just like 
comfort reads as opposed to challenging myself with the literature of the day. Of course. Yeah. Great. And I want to shout out my local bookstore, Romans, which not only has a book display that's, that is themed, I believe it's, um, either mysteries in a British village or things that go wrong in a British village. You know, That's but fantastic. Some, yeah, but not only do they have this, but they're rotating books in and out of it. Like every time I go, they've put new books into this recommendation. Wow. So thank you, which thank you, Roman. So That's many like the of them. Bookstore version of BritBox or Acorn. Yeah, exactly. It is basically. It's very smart. So some of these come from that particular display, but the first is the book that I'm reading right now. It's by Elizabeth George. It's called A Suitable Vengeance. And it is a murder mystery set in Cornwall at like a, a aristocratic estate in the 80s. So Ooh. it's kind of an interesting zone. I th- was worried it was going to be a little romance novel at first. You know, you should have asked me because mm-hmm. I haven't read this book. However, my mother is one of the biggest living Elizabeth George fans. She's I read it, every I, single book of I hers. I knew it rang a bell. And now I'm really into it. But there is a little bit more you know, there's more modernity, like cocaine as a plot in this is a cool. major plot point in this, which is not like usually the case when you're reading about, you know, something happening in a, in, in a British town or a mystery in a British town, at least old timey British town. Um, or actually there probably is some cocaine in Agatha Christie books, but it's like alluded to no one says cocaine anyway, <laughs> but they're kind of like more relationships, more sex. That's- that's but, a really good point. British yeah. novels just don't really fuck with drugs. There's just like not, there's not really like a, it, unless it's like Patrick Melrose, but like, right. It's funny. A lot of the, it's just, it's kind of like an undercurrent. Anyway, carry on. Exactly. Which is sort of true of many British things. It's just like, we, like we won't speak yeah. about it, but it's pretty immersive. I'm halfway through. I'm having a great time. And I was very thrilled that my local bookstore recommended it to me. So thank you. Oh, Romans. that's great. Yeah. How great. Yeah. Love it. Um, Amanda, have you read any Ruth Rendell or Barbara Vine? Same person. I haven't. She's another one of my favorites of my mom. Like my okay. mom, those are like Elizabeth George and then Barbara Vine slash Ruth Rendell. Barbara Vine's her pen name. I don't know why she wrote some of them. She, she's actually British. So your mom is my North star on this stuff. So yeah, I'll write this down. That she'll, she'd be delighted to hear you say that. Okay. So that sounds great. What else did you get? All right. And so I haven't read all the rest of these yet. Another British mystery you know, thing, as I understand it, I believe this is set during world war two. It's called death at Greenway by mm. Lori Raider day. And that was recommended in the New York times latest, like mysteries roundup. Cool. A- along with the, um, Thursday murder club sequel that I, I finished and loved by the way, and still recommend if you guys are looking for it. I, I, of course I bought Louise Penny and Hillary Rodham Clinton's joint book together, State of Terror. No idea how that's going to be. Just bought it on site. Don't care. I bought a new Anthony Horowitz mystery. This do you know about Anthony Horowitz? No. He's a TV writer turned mystery writer, or maybe first he was a fiction writer and then has had successful TV series. And so he writes sort of, he's done a couple installments of like new Sherlock Holmes. He's done oh. a couple installments of like new James Bond. He's incredibly prolific. Um, and does sort of like, you know, the, the mystery book within the, there's a lot of meta-ness. He's sometimes a character in it, but not in an annoying way, sort of in like a befuddled British person way. Anyway, I didn't even know he had a new book out. 
And then it was there on the new fiction table. And I was like oh. extremely excited. Fantastic. So I bought that. that. great. And then I bought Stanley Tucci's memoir because. Oh my God. Awesome. Of course I did. Awesome. That yeah. sounds great. Love yeah. it. Fantastic. Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks very much. Um, at the behest of both you and my mom, I yes. just read Hamnet, which is um, so excited. A 2020 hit by Maggie O'Farrell. It is a retelling or a sort of historical fantasy novel, I would say, about um, William Shakespeare's son, Hamlet, who also went by Hamnet. And um, it's just a really beautiful, moving, elegaic, smart novel that is just like so many things and also very understated. And it was just such a delightful read. And if you haven't read it, definitely recommend it. And if you like it, I just, I would love to recommend the author Maggie O'Farrell's other books. They are like, this is by far her deepest book, but the other ones are like just great fun. And they include such titles as The Hand That First Held Mine, which Many years ago, I randomly bought in a bookstore and read, and I really liked. And so then I started reading all of Maggie O'Farrell's books. She had another one called Instructions for a Heat Wave. She had one called This Must Be the Place, After You'd Gone. She's got like a lot of just like delightful books. I would say they're like two notches above Jojo Moyes in sort of like wistfulness and challenging nature, um, but still kind of just like easy, but sort of serious reads. I just like that. So I, I basically want to recommend the Maggie O'Farrell canon. Also, she just seems like a really cool woman who's had like a million different kinds of jobs and like is also a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe she lives in Scotland. She is a Brit. Uh, I actually think she's Irish, but she lives in Scotland. Um, and Hannah was just really like a step forward for her. I already liked her books. It's just so delightful. So check them out. After everyone I know, like just loved Hamnet. Yeah, I've, I think it's probably the best book that I read this year. It came out last year, but I only read it this year. Just exhilarating. Um, But I somehow have not read any of her other books. One of them is a memoir. Is that right? I believe so. Um, I think that her memoir is called I Am, I Am, I Am. That sounds right. Yes. Yeah, I believe. Um, But yeah, I I really love her fiction. I, I think that I would recommend Instructions for a Heat Wave first. Okay. Um, and then maybe the hand that first held mine, but just like some, all of her books have sort of like a mystery quality to them, but also like an inevitability to them. I don't know. They're just, she's a very, I think, unique writer and, um, Hamlet is a step forward, but it also is kind of funny to me that like she got taken seriously when she took Shakespeare, when she like kind of like jumped into the Shakespeare canon, which is like so literary gatekeeper, but you know, that's not her fault. She made it work. It's true. I mean, the other thing about Hamlet is that it's it is historical fiction, and it's based on, I think, on very like little information, three sentences worth of yeah. information. You know, like a kind of a, a birth and a death record, and that's kind of it. And yeah, I'm not really a Shakespeare person. Like, I I like some Shakespeare, sure, but <laughs> I, I mean, whatever. But it definitely <laughs> made me want to like learn about Shakespeare, <laughs> the man, not his work. Especially oh, since I'm a Shakespeare truther and yeah, I think that it's of multiple course. people. I, that's what I was steering back to. Yeah. Like once a year, like clockwork, we really, <laughs> we just have to go back to you. What is the basis of your reading for the multiple authors theory? Because I, I, every time it comes up, I want to do the reading. There's a couple of different articles you could seek out, but just okay. basically it's like, it's just kind of like he was too prolific. Is yeah, sort of, of course. Sort of the gist of it. So. I love it. That's a great recommendation along with some, I I wouldn't even call it conspiracy theory, just, you know, some, some healthy literary skepticism. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. 
Okay, back to you. Volume I did all my books. You. That oh, was oh. all my books. Because oh, I gave you like six of them. So sorry, you go forth. Thought, okay. <laughs> sorry. My bad. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I haven't no, read I, any of them, so no. I can't really like speak about them. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, no problem. I wasn't I wasn't trying to be like, Amanda, give us more books. Wait, I just actually didn't want to hog the mic. I do have one and I also just like have a, a personal accountability update, which is everyone sure. I did read Great Circle by Maggie Shipstead. Oh, I have it. Did you like and it? And I thought it was wonderful and okay. I really recommend it. It was just like it's like long. a very can I get through it? Yes, because it's just like really novelly in the best way of okay. just, you know, it's following a couple of characters and there's like a, you know, it's sweeping, but also specific and just an immersive and shout out Great Circle. I really enjoyed it. And I, and I really do recommend all of Maggie Shipstead's writing as well. I think I read the ballet one. What was that one called? Astonish Me? Yes. That was- Astonish me. That was a random purchase at Skylight mm-hmm. Books in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, she also, uh, Seating Arrangements is her other book, which is, I think, oh, right. I believe it's set on Nantucket, though it could be Cape Cod. Didn't Julia, that if one. that gets your attention. Um, <laughs> Did not get my attention. I'll say that. Anyway. Um, okay. I have one. I have one last literary recommendation. And this is another one that I'm like, this is my interest that I think our listeners of like mine will also be interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently discovered the um, early 20th century writer, Elizabeth Bowen, who seems to have sort of been like a, not as highbrow or accomplished Jane Austen, but has like a lot of like novels of manners. So the book that I bought is called friends and relations. I'm extremely excited to read it. And just the description is (laughs) Elizabeth Bowen's deceptively simple novel opens on the weddings of two quietly conventional sisters blah, blah, blah. 10 years later, one intense week is all it takes to unravel the couple's peaceful lives. as A long concealed secret explodes to the surface. Like, wow. Sign me up. Who doesn't want to read that? And then there's another one that I'm really excited about called the hotel. It's her first novel. And per Amazon captures the inflammatory mixture of passion and repression among the well-heeled British tourists on the Italian Riviera. Yes. (laughs) So if you don't want that, I don't know what's wrong with you. Elizabeth Bowen, check her out. I'm pretty excited. Um, I ran, I just found her. It's like I found one random Elizabeth Bowen book in a bookstore, and I was like, "Cool, I'm in." So I don't know. I'm just excited about that. Just, I think that yeah. sounds great. Yeah, thank you. I don't know. I've, I love reading. Really, really back in the saddle with reading these days. It's been it's been a joy. I am too. I think we both took the summer off, which was unusual for us, but well, it's been thrilling to get back at it. Did you finish Matrix by Lauren Groff? I sure did. Would you did recommend you? it? I I would. I finished it and would recommend it. Um. I actually think it's really interesting to read alongside Hamnet. And in fact, I read them back to back. Um, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. They, I can see what you're saying. They are sort of both novels that, um, to use a common phrase, center women at a time in which women were not centered. And um, they both, I think, are about finding um, agency and power in different ways. And they also are both uh, historical novels that take a very small amount of information that's out there and sort of to jump off from there. They're really different. I will just say the one thing that, that makes them matrix and Hamnet really different is like a lot happens in Hamnet mm-hmm. and, and in a way like nothing happens in the matrix, but that's actually part of its power in my opinion. Um, and I have to say one of the biggest developments of my adult life is that I basically only want to read novels by women. And I used to only want to read novels by men. So it's been interesting for me to immerse myself in this, the, the female, writer's headspace after so many years in the male writer headspace. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have said that 
I came to that decision consciously, but I do think almost all of my reading now is female novelists. Um, both It's because- actually a big shift, but it also speaks to the literary world. Like when we yeah. were just out of college, like all of like the in vogue books were by like, you know, the Franz and set, which is fine. I liked that at the time, but I've moved on. We've all moved on. Right. Although I still might read the Franz but I, I haven't read it yet. Um, I actually, I, I know that you're out. Yeah. Th- thank you. I, although I heard it's really good. So I don't know. Okay. Just let, read it. Let me know if you, th- if you think I should read it. I did but, also read the Sally Rooney, but I'm respecting Juliet's timeline on this. But if anybody <laughs> else wants to talk to me about both the Sally Rooney and the Lauren Groff were really fascinating because with the Lauren Groff, I immediately went to look up reviews and I like really wanted to like engage with a lot of criticism about it because mm-hmm. it, it is a complex book, as you said. And, and a lot of her writing, especially, you know, kind of the magical realist nature of it and or this like almost spiritual nature of some of it like I find really interesting but I always want to hear what other people are seeing in it because it's not it's not all literal right Right. and I was so frustrated because there were like basically no reviews of Matrix there were I mean there were you know three or four in the expected outlets and they were all very positive but there was no actual real scholarship about it which is just kind of a bummer of living in the modern age I guess and then on the flip side, there was just a tremendous amount of sco- Sally Rooney scholarship. And I like, I basically think I read a different book than all of the reviews, or I am really stupid and completely misread the entire book. I don't know. But unfortunately, I don't have you to talk about it yet, Juliet, because I'm respecting your timeline. I, maybe I'll read that over Christmas. Seems like, okay. is, that, is that a one day read, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'll read it on Christmas. Okay. Um, or like Christmas Eve. Okay. Um, that's interesting. I, I also found I find Lauren Groff to just be like so fascinating. Like, yeah. um, I think I've mentioned that I've I've been watching called The Midwife over the mm-hmm. last few months, and so like nunnery topics are really interesting to me, and like sort of the role of nuns in anyone's imagination and like the collective imagination is really interesting. P.S. Called The Midwife season ten currently airing, still on, great show, very progressive. Um, <laughs> not for you, Amanda, at least not right now, but in the future, yeah. perhaps you could watch it. Exactly, and. Uh, it's just, it's just interesting to like see nuns go mainstream and like a non sound of music kind of way. So, yeah, there's also a, a Paul Verhoeven movie about, uh, sexy nuns coming out at some point. So okay. I don't, I, I, I haven't seen it anyway. Um, nuns are back. I think this concludes our gift guide. I wanted to ask you one thing though. Yes. I didn't watch the trailer for, um, Spencer, the Kristen Stewart movie. Mm-hmm. Have you? I've seen the trailer. I haven't seen the movie yet. I'm, no one's I'm seen supposed the movie, to right? see it very soon. No, I, Sean Fantasy has. I, I, yeah. It was shown at film festivals, but oh. then they've been sort of well, um, limited with the press screenings, which may, always makes me a little nervous. Hmm. Um, what did you think of the trailer? I didn't watch it. Oh, you didn't watch it? So no. the trailer, they do a very funny thing where and this is sort of like a trend in trailers now. I'm sorry to say it also happens in the Buzz Lightyear trailer, which now I just have to quit because I said that sentence out loud. I'm done with life. Thank you, everybody. But I believe it's called Lightyear. Okay. Well, at least I got the name wrong. Um, and, Chris, but, Chris, and Chris Evans is the voice. That's all. That's yes, why I exactly. know about it. Yes, exactly. But so you don't hear... <laughs> you, you don't hear Buzz Lightyear's voice or you don't hear Chris and Stewart doing the Diana voice. Oh, interesting. Until like the very last beat. Like that's so it's the like a very big reveal. The big voice reveal, reveal. And you get like two to three seconds. I have so, a question. Yes. Did people already know that Chris Evans was the voice of 
Buzz Lightyear. Yes, because he did a truly iconic tweet about announcing this project that was like, this is about Buzz Lightyear, the man, and how he came to be the toy and not the toy. And everyone was just like, what are you talking about, sir? And then we got this trailer. I'm not part of the Pixar industry, so. Nor am I really. I mean, I I don't really have an opinion, but I I love Chris Evans. I like the good movies. It's nice that Chris Evans is doing something other than his weird uh, Apple show. And I don't really need to be a part of it, but I haven't seen Spencer yet. Okay, well, we'll have to do at least one podcast episode on that. Of course. I love Kristen Stewart. Although I, I have to say, sorry, just, this is just yeah. off on a tangent. She recently said she's only been in five good movies and she's been in like a gazillion movies. And she listed like two highfalutin ones that I haven't seen. Okay, if she we- doesn't, if she doesn't include what, if she doesn't include Adventureland in that list of five, I, I revolt. I would just would have to return You're my card in the Kristen Stewart fan club. Stewart. That movie's phenomenal. She's very good in it. And if she doesn't respect it, I can't respect her. So I, I just okay. need to know the other three. On her I list. feel like this is going to be a tough Oscar campaign season for you with Kristen Stewart <laughs> because I, she's definitely, she's running in the Oscar parlance. Um, and I think we'll probably, I haven't seen Spencer yet, but we'll probably be nominated. And she's just going to be out there a lot. And she's, she's a character. I've, I've, I, don't, I, I don't really like her. Yeah. Me too. I think she's a great actress. I really like her. I admire her. She clearly didn't like the path she was going down her career and she rerouted on her own and she's like, she's working and living on her own terms. I really admire it and I like it, but yeah. don't throw away all of the good from a bad time. Maybe like, I just like, please acknowledge Adventureland being very good and important. I agree with you. One it's more Spencer movie. related thing. I have one last gift guide. That's just, it's pretty much just a gift guide for me. If anyone would like to give me a galley of the new Tina Brown Royals book that is coming out in April, 2022, just just send it on over. There will be no one on earth more grateful. And oh if God. not, we will talk about that at great length next year. <laughs> that sounds phenomenal. I just can't wait. <laughs> on that note, we just like to remind you, none of this was BondCon. We just picked these items because we like them and we will endeavor to put them into a list. And we thank you for listening. Happy shopping. Hag Sameach if you celebrate Hanukkah. And... um. I don't know what to say for Christmas. It's too far away. (laughs) It's just consider the Christmas sweaters. How about that? (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Erica Cervantes, for producing this episode. And we'll be back next week. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.